Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff, and joining me, as always, is my friend, the professional NHL better known on gambling Twitter as So Many Sports and So Money. This is a hockey betting podcast, but this is also turned into an Ottawa Senators podcast, and it's going to stay an Ottawa Senators podcast uh, because on Thursday, they are once again our favorite underdog play. They're sitting at plus 170 at home right now, taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are minus 210. Uh, the over-under here is six and a half. We've talked a lot on the show about how the Senators last year and this year are, are giant killers. But here's what the numbers say. Uh, since last season, when the uh, Senators are underdogs of plus 150 or more, Ottawa is 26 and 35. That's a 42.6% win rate, but a plus 23.8% return on investment. And if you bet $100 on every one of those games, you'd be up $1,452. So, that's what you know, this team is just has such a weird makeup and it, they're pesky because they have a lot of high end talent. If they get the goaltending, they can score in bunches. And that's how they that's their path to success as an underdog. And against the Penguins, uh, it looks like the price is right again. Yeah. So are, are we creaming Ottawa as the official team of the line change podcast here? Yeah, I think so. We'll see if we could get the, uh, you know, it can't be that expensive for Ottawa to get the, um, the helmet decal. You yeah. We'll get a little line change on there. Love it. Yeah, I mean, for this game here, uh, Malkin is still out. He's not going to play tomorrow. Um, we could see the Smith get the start here as the Penguins try to manage uh, Jari's workload in the second half. So that would be something to keep an eye on. We should see more, more spot starts there for him going forward. Either way, even though I'm generally higher on the Penguins, I really do like Murray's game right now. He seems, um, ever since he got called back up, he... Um, He's really finding his game. And if we do get a Murray DeSmith matchup, I think that the Senators still show some value. If it is Jari, we'll know in the morning. But um, if it is Jari, then then we'll uh, wait a bit until we play the play the Senators closer to uh, closer to puck drop. Yeah, that number should tick up. We've we've talked another thing we've talked about on this podcast, another gambling narrative is, has been Pittsburgh catching a lot of uh steam the morning of their games. If the Smith plays, we won't see as drastic a line movement towards Pittsburgh. But uh, we should also note like the Penguins as strong as they were for the first half of the season. A lot of that success was predicated on great defense uh, on the season. 2.21 expected goals against per 60 at five on five. That number has ticked up to 2.41 expected goals against. And I think both of us can acknowledge that Tristan Jari is having a good season. And we can also at the same time say, I don't think he's going to play at the level that he was at in the first half for the second half and, and it's probably behooves Pittsburgh to, to uh, shore up their goaltending behind him for sure. So those, those are a couple of things. I don't, I don't think uh, it would ever surprise us if, if he puts up a dud, even if he does get the start. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, like with a lot of goaltenders, I mean, in, in like betting in general, right? Like, like the truth always lies somewhere in between a couple of extremes. So um, yes, Jari is, not as bad as he was for a large portion of last year, but he's also not as good as he was in the in the first half of the season. So his true output would be 
uh, somewhere in between that, and I think that we'll we'll start regressing to that in the in in the second half this year, and, and especially if he's not if, if he continues on this on this workload. Yep, I'm right there with you. So the Ottawa Senators uh, plus one seventy right now. Once again, the underdog of the day for yourself and myself for the line. We can just label them the official underdog of line change uh, at this point. All right, let's move on to the rest of the board before we get to our favorite bets for. Thursday, February 10th, uh, we will start with a real barn burner. The Columbus Blue Jackets uh, traveling to Buffalo to take on the Sabres. This game is basically a pick em. Some places have Columbus at minus 105 as a short, short underdog. Uh, but we can basically just look at it as a pick em here. As <laughs> uh, It's going to take a lot to get involved in this one. Two teams that are really bad. Two teams with goaltending you can't really trust. I mean, Craig Anderson... God bless him has been pretty strong for Buffalo in his, but he's only played eight games for them and he's 40 plus years old. And you got Merz Lickens playing for most likely we'll get to start for Columbus. Uh, he's been up and down and he plays behind a terrible defense, which means like, like I would like to get behind Buffalo here, but this, this cause cause of the blue jackets defense, but I just can't because when you talk about, you're talking about a terrible, terrible defense, you're looking for maybe like an offense that could show some signs of life to to punish a team for that terrible defense, but the Sabres just can't do it. So I'm passing on this one. Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't have much to much to add here. The only thing I'll say that uh, Tokarski is going to get the start here, which and he does represent a slight upgrade over what they've been throwing out there, but that's not saying much. The only way that I can see myself getting involved in this game is if Corpusalo gets the start. Um, if if he does get get a surprise start, which I'm not anticipating he will, but in the event he does, I I could see myself um, entertaining the over, depending on where the numbers come out. But other than that, there's not there's not much happening here for me. A bad team that I actually do have some betting interest in, uh, the Montreal Canadiens. They're plus one seventy hosting the suddenly reeling uh, Washington Capitals. They're minus two ten traveling to Centre Bell. Dover under here is six. A lot to go over with the Canadians right now. They just got pumped by the Devils 7-1. That was the last game of Dominique Ducharme's coaching tenure with the Habs. Who did they hire? Martin Saint-Louis, uh, who has <laughs> zero coaching experience at any professional level. Uh, he's he's coaches a junior team, or a peewee team, actually, I'm sorry, um, somewhere in uh, Quebec, or I don't even know where, but no professional experience. However, like we do talk uh, on a – on my other podcast for Action Network, the one on Wonder Goal, which we talk about soccer, we talk about the new manager bounce all the time, which it is a thing, right? Like these are human beings playing a sport. So there will be a little bit more oomph to their game. You might've heard what Josh Anderson said after they lost to the Devils. He said that it's, you know, it's no fun coming to the rink right now for the Canadians. They're embarrassed. So I am expecting a pretty good effort out of Montreal. Uh, I know that's a subjective kind of narrative-based thing to say, but it, it does behoove us to kind of work that into the handicap especially because they're taking on Washington, which is a team that is uh, trending down considerably. They're seven, eight and two with a 49 and a half percent expected goals rate uh, since the NHL returned from the holidays in December. And the caps just don't have the goaltending right now, nor the defense to bail it out of games where the offense doesn't show up. So it's a scary proposition and I'm hoping this number ticks up, but I do have a little bit of interest in Montreal as a pretty big underdog on Thursday night. I'm definitely not laying with the Capitals here, um, especially with um, Ovechkin is still going to be out. He can't travel to Montreal, and that's due to the different uh, restrictions in Canada after someone tests positive for for COVID. So he's going to stay back in Washington, even with him out. I I do see what you're saying about the uh, 
about the coaching bounce and I can see that especially if you have like quotes from players saying that it was different and that being said the Habs defense at this point it is what it is and their goaltending as well so I I can't see a situation where um let's say Montembeau gets the start where he's he's going to be physically better in goal because there's a different coach like he he is who he is at this point that being said you could make a case for for an increased effort i would like that to be the case because um i do like the over in this game um i think that um washington is going to generate on the habs defense the habs defense is going to give up what they give up and um we should see sam samsonov in net for the caps and in that case if the habs can get me two goals i'm fine so um in in this game i will be on the over if i can pick off a cheaper six that'll be ideal i don't know if it'll be there in the morning but a plus money six and a half will be good enough for me there as well and maybe a uh, josh anderson anytime goal scorer prop with the way there you he, go. Was, he was talking yeah. uh after the game the other night um we'll see another big underdog new jersey devils plus 220 Traveling to the St. Louis Blues, uh, minus 275 are the Blues. The over-under here is six. There's some matchups in the NHL that just don't compute in my head. For some reason, I just can't picture the Devils ever playing the St. Louis Blues. Uh, like, I don't. I feel like this is the first time these two teams have ever played each other. Although, you know, Martin Brodeur did play for both of these teams. Uh, we did do a little stint there for St. Louis. The Blues, they don't drive play well enough, I think, to feel comfortable laying the big number. However... If you are someone who wants to get behind St. Louis in this game, I think if you want to lay a minus one and a half or even like a minus two and a half or even a minus three and a half, you want to get like a little crazy and kind of just bet the blowout. I don't think it's a bad spot because the Devils, this is a terrible defense and terrible goaltending. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the Blues hang something crooked, even if they don't drive play at, at, a, at a great clip against New Jersey. Uh, but for me, I'll probably be passing. Unless, you know, like, like I said, like maybe something crazy, like a, a minus two and a half, or if, if, if I'm going to end up watching it. How about you? The Blues are, are an interesting team. So the, uh, so the goaltending for them has become something to consider um, and, and not in the way that we anticipated coming into the season. So we actually want to bet on Huso now. I think that Bennington will get the start here, though, because I think that it's um, important for the Blues to try to get him right going going forward. So I think that they'll give him as many starts as he needs um, rather than just let Huso take over completely. Similar to what we talked about earlier, he's he's clearly not as bad as his recent form has suggested, but I also need some evidence of him turning it around before I bet on him. And for the Devils, they, like you said, they continue to play poorly. Um, and just because they gave up one goal to Montreal, it's not going to move the needle for me in, in assessing how leaky that that defense is. I do have some questions about how much offense the Devils can generate here. So in the end, the overlook I have here, it does come down to how much we think the Blues can take advantage of the Devils goaltending. With Gillies coming off the win, I expect to see him. And he's actually a slight upgrade, um, as, as funny as that sounds. But um, I'll probably pass this game altogether. But we'll need to keep an eye on the Blues goaltending situation. If we see Bennington, I kind of want to be looking at the over there. Yeah, and uh, can't forget, if John Gillies does get to start like we're expecting, it's a revenge game for him since he was traded from St. Louis to New Jersey uh, for future considerations early in the seasons when the Blues played like six goalies in uh, yeah to just stay above water because of the COVID issues as ugly as the first part of the board was, there are some doozies on Thursday night. We'll start with uh, 
Maple Leafs and Flames in Calgary. The Leafs right now are minus 120. They're short favorites on the road, taking on the Flames, who are even money. The over-under here is six. Toronto, six in a row. Uh, they've won. Austin Matthews has looked, he was returned to practice after a scary hit uh, that put him in concussion protocol, but it looks like he will be a go for this one. I do think the Leafs at this current number are I'm closer to them than I would be on the flames, but I do actually have a question for you on Toronto, just kind of long-term. It's a team that we we haven't really talked about much in terms of like their betting prospects for the whole season and, and where you think they can go. And for me, they're a great team. Obviously they're, they're always a danger to win any game on any night against any opponent. However, like we've seen Jack Campbell, similar to the Jerry conversation we just had, like he had a great first half, a spellbinding first half of the season. Um, and then it's come back down to earth. And now we got Peter Morazic who, might be the number one goalie at the moment for the Leafs because he's been playing all right uh, while Campbell's been getting his game sorted out. So I do wonder what what you think um, can sink this Leafs team from their, you know, their Stanley Cup aspirations outside of the, you know, hoodoo on them not being able to get out of the first round. Yeah, so I think that my outlook on the Leafs as a whole, I'm I'm very bullish on them. We see this every year, but the Leafs are getting better every year. So every year that goes by, they are getting closer to the cup. Um, last year, again, I, I don't want to take anything away from the Habs, but that was a very fluky run by Montreal. Um, the way that the numbers were were lining up, I I, I haven't seen that kind of team make that big of a run. Um, Ever probably. So even though the Leafs lost that series, there's not much that I'm taking away from them. What I can see them being kind of knocked off would be if they don't get consistent goaltending. I am high on Campbell. I think that he is a he's a legitimate elite goaltender in this league. And I really like Morazic's pickup too. So I think that them two paired together is actually a really good combination for this team. Um, Mrazek, even though he didn't get off to a good start this season, it, it does look like he's starting to find his game a bit. I think that he's a perfect complement to Jack Campbell. So the Leafs are a team I'm very high on. Unfortunately, the betting market is as well. So there's not much value in terms of long-term betting on the Leafs, but I don't see much right now that that would make me question the Leafs um, in in terms of how far they can go. Again, the Eastern Conference is going to be a gauntlet. So um, a lot of those series are going to come down to coin flips. So we are talking a lot of luck that you're going to need to get out of the East anyways. But the good thing is I can't see a situation where the Leafs are beating themselves. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where those chips fall in terms of the Atlantic division because we'll have – you know, Florida, Toronto, Tampa Bay, one of those teams will win the division. And if they do, the prize will likely be a date with Washington at this point, um, which is a much easier task than having to beat Tampa Bay, Florida, or Toronto. Uh, as for this game, like I said, leaves short favorites. I think I'm closer to Toronto than Calgary here. The Flames are interesting too. They, they really did make a lot of noise early in the season, trended down a little bit in around the holidays, but they've kind of like plateaued at this point. I think they are who they're kind of playing how we thought they were like as a team that, is going to kind of trudge their way towards a playoff spot, maybe not be a home heist team in the playoffs, but a, a dangerous one, especially if Markstrom plays well. But what do you think for this one, Leafs and Flames? I think we need to keep a keep an eye on the Flames goaltending. Usually the other goaltender would get the start on the second half of the back-to-back, but you can never be sure with Sutter. So even though Markstrom is going to start Wednesday night, 
I would not be surprised to see him go back to Markstrom on Thursday night as well. Um, if it is Markstrom, I think that the number's fair. If we see Vladar in net, then I do think that um, if you can strike early, then there's going to be some value on the Leafs. The headliner for the night is Tampa Bay traveling to Colorado. The Lightning are even money on the road. Colorado minus 120 at home. The over-under here is six. The Avalanche, as we talked about, well, we actually haven't talked about, but uh, when, while I was out uh, ha- having a baby, uh, Sean Zrillo filled in for me and gave out the Coyotes as a big underdog uh, against Colorado to end their 19-game, whatever it was, home winning streak, and they did. Of course, I missed that one because that was the day that my daughter was born, and that's so she's already costing me money because I missed out on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, but, yeah, Colorado, they've been dynamite at home. Tampa Bay, I think this uh, Lightning team is a good antidote for the type of game that Colorado likes to play Tampa Bay is so well structured defensively. They're so good at getting pucks behind defensemen. And, and yeah, the avalanche is so mobile on the back end and make such good first passes on the back end that they can kind of fight that as well. But this is a, this is a good heavyweight battle. I think the the line is about right. It does insinuate that on, on neutral ice that the lightning would be at, in current form, a uh, slight favorites, um, which I think you can definitely argue with, but for me, it will likely be a pass to sit back and watch game in a potential Stanley cup preview. Anything for you, Lightning and Avs? When we think of both these teams, firepower comes comes to mind first, but that hasn't necessarily been the case for the majority of the season as uh, both teams, both of them are continuing to profile as under teams for me. We know about Vasilevsky, but Kemper actually has been trending better. I know that a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the Avs um, inconsistent goaltending, and I kind of I was kind of struggling with valuing Kemper, but he has been trending better, and that of course coincides with the strong defensive play that we're seeing from the Avalanche the last the last few games. It is always tough playing unders um, on goalies after they have some time off, but in this case, I do like the overall defensive play of these teams a lot more than. And I think that would mitigate a lot of my concerns here with kind of gauging the, the goaltenders after their time off. So I if I can pick off a plus money under six, which I think that I will get, um, that is the direction that I'll be headed. Yeah, it's a, a good zag play too, because I think a lot of people, if, if they're tuning into an NHL game casually, or you know they, they like watching the Avalanche because they're so exciting, you're thinking this will be a fun game with a lot of goals, but yeah, like you said, two two good goaltenders and two teams that do profile well defensively. Good recipe for an under here, especially with uh, the kind of ca- yeah, like the casual narrative around these teams being two dynamic offenses. Yeah, and one more note on on, on that game too. Um, McKinnon's not going to be in, so he's um he he's still out for that game. That's uh that's <laughs> that is a big one. All right, uh, we'll move on to top shelf bets. Our favorite bets for Thursday, February tenth, two thousand twenty two. I'll let you start. Your game is another really solid contest between two contenders in the Eastern Conference. Carolina Hurricanes at the current moment are minus 105 in Boston. The Bruins are minus 115. The over-under here is six. We talked before we got on. We don't really think this number is going to stay there, but uh, make your case for Carolina. Yeah, we're going to need to move quick on this. Uh, super quick, in fact, um, in the in the morning as soon as the markets open up. So the Canes have lost two straight, but they've both been unlucky losses. Um, the, the game against the Leafs was a coin flip where 
they just didn't get the last bounce and and didn't get the goaltending they needed against the Senators. Now the Bruins will be without Brad Marchand, um, who's awaiting a suspension, and Bergeron is going to be out in that game as well. So obviously, if you take out two of the top six from any team, it is a big blow, but it is even more apparent on a top-heavy team like the Bruins. I think that we'll get Anderson in net for the Canes, while Allmark should go for the Bruins, um, who is a downgrade from Jeremy Swayman at this point. I think that the two offensive losses here for the Bruins, it's just going to be too much to overcome for a Canes team that I still I still have them playing at a, at a high level. I'm still very bullish on them. And um, the only thing to keep in mind, though, is that number is going to move quick. So um, I do like the Canes up to a minus 130 with both of those uh, Boston guys out. Yeah, it's, uh, it was an interesting day for the Bruins with, or a couple of days with uh, yeah, Marchand, suspension, Tukaresque, retirement, uh, busy, busy day in Beantown. And, uh, and another team now to keep in mind, we've talked about it a little bit now for the past couple of weeks about teams that are look, will look for goaltending upgrades uh, at the trade deadline. The Bruins could be a sneaky one. And I know that Olmark was signed to an extension or to, to a big contract uh, from Buffalo, but don't really think they're going into the playoffs with with that tandem, even though I, no. I, I think Jeremy Swayman is on his way to being a, a, a legitimate starter. For my favorite bet, same tune I was singing at the top of the show, the Ottawa Senators, plus 170, uh, hosting the Pittsburgh Penguins. Ottawa is 10 and 12 as an underdog of plus 150 or more this season. They're 26 and 35 in that spot for the past two seasons. That's a 42.6% win rate, plus 23.8% ROI. And if you bet $100, on the Senators in each one of those spots, you'd be up fourteen hundred and fifty-two bucks. I think the Senators just—they have a profile that I like as a as a big underdog. They have a lot of high-end offensive talent, and with the way Matt Murray, you know, Anton Forsberg too, from time to time they've been playing in goal. They give this team a chance to stay in games and let one of their dynamic offensive players score the big goal to get them the upset. They just upset the Carolina Hurricanes for the second time this season. An incredible start to that game where they raced out to a four-nothing lead, almost blew it, but. We'll forgive him for that. Uh, but uh, I think that we're catching the Penguins also in a good spot. No Evgeny Malkin and their defensive numbers are starting to dip a little bit. And as you said at the top of the show, we might see Casey DeSmith in goal for Pittsburgh. And even if we don't, I do think betting against Tristan Jerry over the next couple of weeks, uh, over the, towards the, you know, down the stretch, uh, could pay off because the market is, is very high on him right now with the way he was playing in the first half. And we do think that his numbers will likely regress back towards uh, in between of where he was last season and uh, was for the first half of this season. So I like the Ottawa Senators, plus 170. I'll double down. My favorite underdog is also my favorite bet. And with that, another episode of Line Changes in the Books for so many sports. I'm Michael Leboff, wishing you the best of luck with your NHL bets on Thursday night, and we will see you next week on Tuesday morning. <laughs>